Movie Sucktastic is a podcast about bad movies and the people that love them. But it's more than just a podcast. It's an, also an online presence. If you want to know more about Movie Sucktastic or want to become a part of Movie Sucktastic, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter, at Movie Sucktastic. You can find our blog at boothreviews.blogspot.com. Or if you want to give your own reviews that we might use on the show, you can go to reviews.moviesucktastic.com and check out our, our own little lunch.com community for Movie Sucktastic. Check us out and become a part of the show because the only thing more fun than a bad movie is sharing it. You did not. There are no secrets between father and son, except one. You have a talent that would shock the hell out of people. But it's a talent that else can be put to good use. For lovers of the shocking, the suspenseful, and the terrifying, comes a new classic, The Fury. Read my mind. Look, I don't know anything about reading minds, all right? The Fury, an experience in terror and suspense. They took my son away from me. They needed him, so they just took him. What the hell have you done to that boy? Oh, he's being treated like a prince. He is, he's royalty, unique. Chinese don't have one, Soviets don't have one. In all the world, there's no one quite like Robin Sanza, unless it's this girl. Who's Robin Sanza? He's a boy your age. With powers like yours. Powers that build. And build. Until they become the Fury. I want Gillian Belliver at the PSI facility tomorrow. It's a frightening power these people have. They can make anybody disappear anytime. She's a fake. I'm sending her home. I don't have time to waste on people. Don't do that to me, Doctor. Don't ever try lying to me. Gillian? Robin now, Gillian. What's the matter, Robin? You know what's the matter. Stop, Gillian! That girl's taking my place after you poisoned me! The Fury is the power that holds the key to all power. Peter, I was lying before. Robin's not okay. He needs us now. Lovers of the shocking. Robin? The suspenseful. Please answer me. And the terrifying. Robin! Comes a new classic. 20th Century Fox presents a Frank Yablon's presentation. Don't you recognize your old man? The Fury. <laughs> the Fury. A Brian De Palma film. An experience in terror and suspense. You're listening to Movie Sucktastic.
dude, dude, no! Oh! <laughs> Every week, I love it. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us for Movie Sucktastic, episode 119. Uh, stupid, stupid Navi. It's Navi. The Navi. <sighs> you know, like native, but Navi. Yeah, yes. Yeah, good old James Cameron for that one. What episode what number was this? Number 119. 19. And this episode we're reviewing The Fury, uh, a Frankie Blondes production. That's right. <laughs> now, you know what's, what's interesting? Just last night, I was... Um, I was taking a look at our our, our, our films that uh, that we or our, our podcasts, and I went back to like episode one, okay, you know, episode two, and let me tell you, it was a much different show that uh, you know that long ago. Not oh, saying sure. that it's it's you know for the worse or, or anything like that, but it's uh, very very interesting, if I do say so myself. I tried well, listening about- to episode one again. You mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, it sounds like we're pretty much underwater. That's. I, I like that movie, Jay. What do you think? I don't know. Uh, let me tell you, it, it's it's pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah. See. <laughs> and now we're taking another step in, in a new direction because we're going to start doing our uh, our live commentaries on films. We're just going to play the movie as a whole and watch it, and, and that's right. Talk. Over it. Yes, yes. It's going to be just, fun. I just, Thursday night, I went to see uh, Rift Tracks mm-hmm. do their rendition of Starship Troopers. I was going to ask you how that was. And it was awesome. Apparently, they did a Kickstarter campaign for people to contribute so they could raise the money to get the rights to do it. Oh, okay. So it was like a one time thing. And apparently, like Neil Patrick Harris and a bunch of other stars from the film were tweeting about it and actually helping them promote it because they thought it was a cool idea. <laughs> and and it was fun for me because I never liked the movie, so I haven't seen it since I first saw it when it came out. My favorite scene in that movie is the one where the guy gets his head sucked. Uh, it like stabs him in the top of his head, and it just sucks <laughs> his head down and like into a raisin. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't line. like the movie. I don't like the movie either, but I love that scene. There's a great line because after that, the, <laughs> the one guy says, "How come they're not trying to suck out her brains?" Oh. <laughs> It was so funny. The first five minutes, I got tears rolling down my cheeks. The first five minutes, fucking hilarious. That's great. Because of course, the first five minutes of the film, like one of the first gags, it just gets me. Is it's it's again, it's simple, but it's great. Uh, the main character Rico, right, is, is uh, and and uh, Michael Ironside is talking, calling him, but he's not paying attention. Rico, Polo, Rico, Polo. <laughs> All right, stupid, but it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> now and there's. Now and the girl. Now, what's the girl's name again? The, uh, uh, the her one with real the real name, Denise Richards. Yeah, okay. Denise Richards, the one yeah. that was uh, in. Yeah, yeah, her. Uh, <laughs> at one point, yeah, yeah, the, the guy gets the guy gets his brain sucked out. Yeah. Uh, he comes up the cockpit at one point when they're flying away when they save the people, and and, and then their voiceovers. Uh, you know, they're talking to the back there. Apparently, in the future, uh, you're like the worst James Bond girl. You're the worst Bond girl ever. <laughs> Seriously, they call you Christmas Jones. It's horrible. Wow. <laughs> now it was great. Now the funniest part, but the funniest part the whole night. Yeah. At least on a frustration level, was leaving the theater. Uh, There's this group of four people in front of us walking that had come from the same film, uh, and this one guy uh, 
my almost my height, roughly my height, jockish, you know, muscular, uh, wearing cargo shorts. So automatically, he's got two strikes against him. And as we're walking, I you can hear the conversation because the guy's got a deep, loud voice, and he's talking about past uh, mystery science theaters or rift tracks and stuff. And he and I hear him say, uh, "Bella Lagosa." No. <laughs> I'm like, what? Did he just say? Did he? Did he really? And, and, and listening and walking, and then he says again, "Bella, Bella Lagosa," and it's killing me. Hello. I'm here. I'm here. I'm, <laughs> it doesn't bother you. Of course, it bothers me, <laughs> but and, and obviously wish, not I as wish, much as it bothers you. And now, again, I'm like we're out in the street walking, and I'm, and I'm thinking, I can't. I don't want to harass this guy in, in public in the street, right? Because it's it's rude. But if we were in the theater and I overheard it, I would have just loved, like on the third one, just here in the background. Let's look see. Yeah, Bella Lagosa, you know, just like uh, uh, you know, the other actors like Boris Karloof, Karloof, uh, Lon Choney, Lon you know. Choney. <laughs> it's like when it's like when we went to see uh, Dust Till Dawn in the theater, and there was this uh, kid, kid, uh, you know, and I was you know teenager too, so they're roughly the same age. But there's people behind us, and when uh, Tom Savini says, "Yo, oh. what?" And when Tom Savini oh. says, "You know, you know." You gotta stab, you know. You gotta take him out like with a cross, hold him like that, you know, just like Peter Cushing. I was here behind me, the Peter who? <laughs> like no. I thought you were actually gonna refer, and it, it makes more sense the Cushing thing. Uh, there was the, the 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 teen teenagers, uh, roughly again our age, but when Keitel had the shotgun and the baseball bat, and he was using mm-hmm. it to cock the shotgun, and it was in the shit in the in the shape of a cross and every time he cocked it they're like that's so cool that's it so was. cool but that's allowed that was allowed because that was like praising the film so I was, I was okay with that but yeah i guess i mean looking back i guess in the in the moment maybe saying that's so cool once would have been fine but every time he did it he does it like four times eh, you know horror films it's a little bit looser with some of that stuff a little bit a little bit so. But, I mean, but but just just to reiterate, Rift, Rift Tracks was fucking hilarious. Question. And, uh, yes. Now you've seen Cinematic Titanic. You've seen Rift Tracks live. Yeah. Are you gonna give me the uh, the cliche parent? I love them both the same, or is one actually better than the other? Now I've only seen Cinematic Titanic. I saw that with you. I haven't had the privilege to see Rift Tracks live yet. So I have no oh, comparison yeah. of which one w- is you've better, gotta, you know, what's production-wise, all that stuff. You've got to, because October 24th, they're doing Night of the Living Dead. Oh. That's, and it's tre- and, is and it, it sold it, it out is, already? I mean, I would imagine something like that might even be sold out already. Does, if tickets are on, on sale. Oh, okay. Tickets go on sale August 30th. Ooh. And, and um, the... What, uh, that, what it, does that it, set it's, someone it's, back? What? What does that set someone back as far as tickets? Uh, How much does it tickets, cost? Twenty-five bucks for two tickets. Wow, that's cheap. No, well, it's it's in the theater. It's not live. Oh, 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 oh! I see. Okay, so do it that wasn't streaming thing. They they do it live from a location. It is live, but it's live streamed into other theaters. So you go to see it at a movie theater. It's oh, a I fathom see. presentation, I believe it's called. Oh, that's an interesting way to do it. 
Yeah, they they do that with the classic movies too. Every now and then they have fathom events where they'll show like uh, um, last year they did like the birds, and I think they did Indiana Jones the first one, and they they, they just it's like a fathom event. So it's it's because because the 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 projection booths are all digital now. Yeah. And so they just beam them in. They beam it all, and it's simultaneous. So they do live events too, and Rift Tracks is one of those live events they do like twice a year. Any particular reason why they they don't do uh, where they actually go to the theater, like like when we went to the theater uh, at the PNC Bank Art Center? I, maybe they just tried to do something different than Cinematic Titanic was doing, and uh, in, in a lot of ways, it's it's probably better for them because they're not touring; they're just at one location doing it. So sure. you know, maybe. Yeah, I, I have a feeling it's a little bit of both. I think it was a conscious decision. Okay, we can't go on tour because then we're competing with cinematic, and and I, I don't know what the dynamic is between the two groups, but and it, yeah. and it obviously keeps ticket sales down or the price down. I mean, yeah, well, bucks, I mean, it's, you know, well, yeah. again, it's not you're not it's you're going to see a movie. You're you're paying as much as you would see for like you would to see like a like a uh, I guess a 3D film, but them actually flying out, them actually doing the setup where they're sitting at podiums or whatever, however Cinematic Titanic does it, yeah. that's going to drive your ticket price up because you're paying for well, the travel and the setup live, and the well, theater. No, it's going it's, it's to drive the ticket price up because it's a live performance. And All you're paying the, Yeah. Well, that's part of the live performance. That's usually... I mean, well, those tickets usually go up. Uh, but, I mean, they're both good in their own right, and they both have... But they're both, they're both different enough where... Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, all right. Very cool. It was awesome. And I'll say it was awesome next time I get to see another cinematic. So the comparison, you can't say which, you know, this is better than that's better because they're kinda, no, they're pretty much they, two different shows even though they kind of do the same thing. They both make me cry. They both I always I have tears streaming to my face like uh, on both of them. They're both equally hilarious. That's great. Yeah, we're going to have to do... Uh, and where are they doing the Night of the Living Dead show? Is that up uh, there in your area? It's it's in any theater that has that's part of the Fathom screening set up. Okay. It's, it's in theaters all over the country. And actually, this past one for Starship Troopers was the first one to ever be simulcast, if that's what you call it, in Canada as well. Oh. So it's all over the place. There's probably one near you. Cool. I definitely want to go see Night of the Living Dead. Rift Tracks. We should... Yeah, go... To- Go to, rip, go to RipTracks.com or go to do a Google for Fathom, whatever. I didn't do any research on that, but that's that's what they did through. So Definitely have to check that out. Maybe we'll get a but anyway, anyway, so I can bring the little lady with us. Right. So speaking speaking of psychic killers. Psychic. Yes, The Fury. Brian De Palma's The Fury, 1978. Starring Kirk Douglas and Amy Irving. And another Charles Durning performance. You know, I saw that. I, I hadn't seen this movie in a ton of years. And I'm like, I, I sit down, I, I watch it. Because I actually watched this before we went on vacation so that I wasn't going to rush and have to do it. And uh, I watch it and I'm like, holy shit, Charles Durning again? Charles Durning! <laughs> this is like the third Charles Durning film. Like fourth, isn't it? Holy shit! And I'm not gonna start counting now because no, no, I, it, it could be the but third or fourth. And if I challenge I you to tough guys, like I wanted to at one point, we're talking five Charles Durning movies. I believe it's like the fourth, almost in a row, almost in a row. Uh, just like we did three or four uh, tough female lead films in a row. So we, we have these weird. We did three uh, in a row. Yeah. Right. 
So uh, the the Fury now, as you said, Brian De Palma film, and uh, during I, I would guess you could call it Brian De Palma's heyday or uh, during his peak, around his, his peak. No, uh, well, no. I guess it depends on who you talk to. I would say Scarface was his peak, which is 1983, which is five years from this film, because he he did this, then he did Blowout with Travolta. Uh, you know, I think this is well, I, uh, Fan of the Paradise is, a couple years earlier I think this is the beginning of his peak yeah you know what I'm saying I, I think like the, I think Carrie kind of uh, and, and apparently uh, uh, one of the That's reasons right. that you have Kirk Douglas in this is because uh, De Palma blamed Carrie's lackluster box office on the fact that there were no real big names in it so that's what I read so they got Kirk Douglas in there but I, th- I think Carrie started it as, uh, just as far as uh, I'm not saying he didn't do quality stuff beforehand, but it was it's the peak as far as him as a craft, his craft as yeah. a respected filmmaker. I think uh, you, you're right. Scarface is probably the very peak of that, where he was just most recognized. Scarface and, and the un- and the Untouchables. I would yeah, say right it maybe there. even ended with the Untouchables. Although Casualties uh, of War was not a bad film, and. Uh, Carlito's Way was not a bad film, and I even kind of liked the first Mission of the uh, Possible. Bonfire is definitely the the beginning of the end. Bonfire of the Vanities. Yeah, that's definitely the beginning of the end. And there's a great book out there called um, uh, The Devil's Candy, and it's you about meant, the making. You mentioned of- it. Yeah, I've read half of it. I I've some for some reason I put it down halfway through. Don't ask me why, because it's fucking awesome. <laughs> It's wow. just, and it's one of those things where it wasn't like after the fact. A reporter got, or a writer got permission to be on set the entire time. And it's one of those things where I, I think the, the film, the production, it just kind of shows one of those situations where De Palma's ego, or like the ego of others around them, were like the point. Okay, let this woman watch, and she'll notice our brilliance. And and <laughs> all she saw was just like this, this, the disintegration of this film. And I think we, we discussed it before. Like the, the first real thing you get to is when they're filming this part where uh, it's the scene where he, uh, Tom, Tom, Tom Cruise, Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks Bill uh, Bruce and, Willis. and, 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 and Me- uh, Me- Maggie. Uh, oh, um, yeah. What's her face? She was married it. to Don Johnson. Melanie Griffith. Melanie Griffith. Uh, whore. Uh, when whore. Melanie Griffith. Uh, oh, excuse me. I didn't mean to say that. Uh, when she hits the, the black kid. Just slipped out. And they had like the Hoboken. I think it was Hoboken sign. I forget it was Hoboken or, or uh, uh-huh. the Bronx or what have you. But they, it wasn't big enough, so he made them like take it down, and build a bigger one and put it back up, while the whole <laughs> while the crew and everybody's waiting. And it's just like that first thing. It's like okay, this is just uh, beginning of the end. You know it. <laughs> and and, and it, it's so good of a book, and it's it, and it's all just. The uh, the journalist, I believe it was a woman, uh, the author, on set just witnessing the debacle that was right down right. to like the actors and it, it's really good. But yeah, bonfires beating the end. But and I, I think, I think the fury is his climb up the ladder, and you can see where it's this is a this is obviously a uh, commercial film. This was made oh, yeah. to make. It's a horror film. It's just like Carrie. Uh, it's not like Phantom of the Paradise, which is I don't believe is a commercial film in the least. No. And I think, I think the Fury is the beginning where he starts, uh, he starts doing commercial films and trying to meld commercial with his art, with you know his artistry as a director. 
and and I like you said, I, I you're probably right that uh, I think Untouchables is on the downside a little bit only because I think Scarface uh, was more daring than the Untouchables was. Untouchables oh, was safe. Absolutely. So the budget yeah. on this is seven and a half million, and it made twenty four million at the box office. So it was a resounding success. You got um, a sixty one year old Kirk Douglas running around banging chicks and and shooting people. I mean, he looked ridiculous in this film. I mean, he's like he's cut. looking diving out windows and <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, you know just yeah. I mean, that scene actually just happened where he's running across train tracks and. Uh, diving yeah. out windows and climbing down fire escapes and old grandma what's her face knuckles and <laughs> grandma knuckles there's yeah. a man in my room <laughs> can't yeah. you make potty by yourself just this one time <laughs> and that was uh, what, uh what's his name was in there uh that was blah 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 oh uh oh you're thinking of dennis franz no 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 you no you're jumping ahead <laughs> no I'm the sorry. grandmother her her uh her i guess uh son-in-law was the, was the guy from WKRP in Cincinnati. Oh, that's right. Yes, it is. I'm looking at him right uh, now. Gordon, Gordon Jump. That was the name. Gordon Jump. Gordon Jump. Good yeah. old Gordon. And then, right, and then shortly after, Dennis Franz. Yeah. And, and then, There's a lot of recognizable faces in here. Daryl Hannah has a cameo in here. And in between Daryl Hannah and Dennis Franz, James Belushi. James Belushi. Yeah. As, as one of the extras. With his gut hanging out. With his gut hanging out. I uh, I, f I remember this film from when I was a kid. I remember it fondly. This is a movie I that I would... It. Oh, you never saw this? I no, saw my this... No, Okay. I saw... I hold this film kind of dear to my heart because this is a film that I watched with my parents as a kid, you know? And looking back at it now, you know, as an adult... Yeah, it's not a great film. <laughs> it's really not. It's not a bad film either, though. Oh, um, I would say it's, yeah. it's above average, but when I was a kid, I absolutely loved this movie. Love this movie. I love the whole telekinesis, the whole mind control, uh, you know, all of that. I love that. I thought that was just fantastic. And uh, growing up, uh, watching it, I would watch this on my own, uh, you know, after my parents, you know, uh, kind of... Yeah, we we used to watch this because my father and my mother were big Kirk Douglas fans, you know. So uh, it, it, it's it's just a film that, it, even though I know it's not the greatest, uh, I I love this movie, I I do, and I, but I think it's a good bad movie. Like, if we were to show this film at a bad movie day, I think everyone would have fun with it. See, see, I remember I remember seeing this movie an hour ago, and. Uh, <laughs> Since then, it's kind of I, I kind of like lost blur. touch with it. Yeah, you know, <laughs> the uh, it it suffers from what, what a lot suffers? of seventies films. <laughs> what I mean, as far as it's like got a John Williams score though, it was nominated for an Oscar for it and everything. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, ooh. I'm not big on on the scores. <laughs> oh, Don't you own the Conan oh, the Barbarian the score? The, the, didn't the, the, I, I like the opening score though because it was like it goes higher and higher right <laughs> um, can you but, feel uh, the fury <laughs> can you feel for those, for those who like shocking the for those shocking. who like suspense <laughs> for those who like watching toy trains fly off the tracks 
the film suffers from what a lot of films did in the seventies, which was uh, poor. And which De Palma, De Palma suffered from a lot, a lot of times was poor pacing, in in some in some instances, like any director, he 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 kind of falls in love with the image, and so mm-hmm. sometimes there's a, a slowing of the pace. Uh, I, I think a lot of I think a lot of great directors have that problem, where sometimes it'll just be like, yeah, he's he, he's 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 looking at the shot, isn't he? Because we're we're waiting for the dialogue to come up. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, he's definitely, uh, he's definitely, he puts himself in that category. And you can see the budget too. I mean, mean, when, you know, the car chase sequence and stuff like that, when, you know, oh, good, now we're on the close set. And, uh, right. I mean, he learned his lesson when he did blowout, though. Oh, sure. (laughs) Blowout looks beautiful. (laughs) Never mind. Never mind. Fucking slow motion tire blow. Didn't we watch that one together or it it, it was. No. no? no Why do I have this uh this this memory of us watching Blowout or at least talking about it? Maybe in the beginning stages we of when we were it. when we were doing the the talk oh, no. of doing movie sucktastic. Sure we talked about it, but I've never watched it with you. I've, I've only watched it once by myself uh, alone. alone in the dark. In the dark. Oh yeah, and <laughs> uh, De Palma with the slow motion sequences. How about the uh when the girls escaping? Right. And the whole the, just her in the in the, uh, the dressing gown. And then the, the the and and the only thing worse than a, a badly uh, executed low budget car accident is one in slow motion. Yeah, right. Because then you can because then you can see the person leap backwards when the car almost hits them by by three inches, and then fall through the plate glass front windshield, which doesn't exist. They don't make them like that. <laughs> and you know who else and, was in uh, Blowout? <clears throat> Dennis Franz. Uh, Dennis Franz, yeah. Dennis Franz, oh yeah. Uh, oh, and, and uh, well, no, I'll get to that later. But yeah, uh, the, a lot of slow motion sequences. Uh, my, my favorite part of that slow motion sequence is she's running and she's running towards the cab, and then they show uh, Kirk Douglas and the gun, and I'm like, shoot her. Just, that's it. End of the film. <laughs> it's, okay, she yeah. just shot the girl. It's like, yeah, fuck this. <laughs> But back to the Fury. Oh, well, we're still talking about the Fury. We are back and forth. We go through everything. If we're talking about the music, we're talking about the sound in the Fury. That's right. Now, uh, the so main plot of this, really yeah, the main plot of this film is Kirk Douglas. Thin. It is pretty thin. Uh, his son has all of. Uh, Everything from mind control to telekinesis to... Uh, he's got psychic powers. Psychic, right. Psychic powers. All of that. Yeah. He's, and the government wants him to work for them. They want to train well, the, him or basically brainwash him into being a weapon. Well, and, the, the, open, the opening scene is uh, we're in the, uh, the, the Mideast, which apparently yeah. is as, as specific as we can get for location in the beginning. Now, a- after the opening scene... They they let us go to a specific location, Chicago, but just the Mid East. That's all we get in the opening, and in in the mid we have the Mid East and uh, probably one of the only uh, shorelines in the Mid East at that point uh, that has uh, two young be- beautiful <laughs> men, beautiful men, handsome, rolling around in the sand, <laughs> rolling around in the sand, tussling each other's hair, 
And, and what what could be the beginning uh, of like a great, uh, great, great uh, gay love story is instead of uh, a really age different father and son team and uh, John Cassavetes lurking on the side. Yes. And and this 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 nice little beach uh, vacation getaway in the Middle East is suddenly destroyed when Arab terrorists attack. <laughs> They're coming on a <laughs> on basically a Sevlor boat. <laughs> the PVC and you, plastic you know they boat are. with an and engine. You know they are because even though we're we're in the Middle East, these guys have the turban things, not turbans, but the uh, baklavas or what, what do you call the headdresses? Um, I don't know. I don't care. But uh, they, you know, yeah. they have the. the they're Sorry, wearing the uh, like the, the black and white checkered. Uh, they got the uh, whole getup. They got the tablecloths on their heads, and yeah. they come in guns bla- blasting on rats. Guns and blazing. Of course, oh, guns bla- blazing, blasting, and of course, it's all set up for John Cassavetes to steal the boy away from Kirk Douglas. That's right. And, and film it too, because John Cassavetes, he's a bad guy who thinks ahead. He's like, all right. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I gotta kill the father, and grab the psychic kid so the, so the uh, government can train it to be an assassin of some kind or some kind of Superman. But if I want to torture the kid later, I should film killing his father. And this isn't like cell phone stuff. This is 1970s. They had a guy with like a, you know, 35 millimeter camera on the roof. You know, they had right. to test the lighting ahead of time. It, it, that's that takes a while. John Travolta <laughs> was doing the sound from a different location. They, you couldn't see him. They cut that part out. It's Sandy. This sounds no good, Sandy. <laughs> it's a good scream scan, Sandy. I can't even come close to doing that. Okay. Uh, but but, <laughs> but but you're right. They and 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 they do use it later against him. They said, "Watch this video." And he's apparently, like, "What video?" <laughs> apparently, as a training technique. <laughs> yeah. Because John Cassavetes again. John Cassavetes knows what the hell he's doing. As uh, or ch- ch- Childress, Childress, Childress. Childress, Ben Childress. Uh, Childress is a is a consummate villain. So okay, we have a we have a young man who can't control his psychic abilities. What do we do? I know. Let's fuck with him. <laughs> Let's just fuck with him. Let's totally do that. Yeah. So so you, you have trouble controlling your, your your special abilities when you're you're angry or upset. Here's a film of us killing your father. <laughs> ah. Ah. But yeah, no, it's uh, and, and to to move on with the plot very quickly because yeah, that's easy to do. You, you stop me. Um, I had to. Sorry, <laughs> it's okay. Uh, th- so they take Kirk Douglas's son, but Amy Irving is at a, a special school for the gifted that has not yet, not yet. No, she, she, she gets there eventually. No, the, she was at well, she was at that school where they hook her up to the train, all that the telekinesis well, stuff. School. Yeah, but the, then they take they, that was a private school. Then they take her to the special school. Run Robin by Charles Durning, right? Yeah. Where he used to be, right? Exactly. Right. And Kirk Douglas, the entire time, is trying to find uh, his son and the one woman that works at the school. Uh, Hester. Hester, what a Hester. terrible name. What a horrible name for a woman. What a horrible, unsexy name. You probably couldn't get unsexier than Hester. I can. The actress's real name, Snodgrass. <laughs> That's her real name? Carrie Snodgrass. Is that her last yeah. name? Yeah, Snodgrass. Okay. Because she, she, she went into acting and decided, no, that's a good name for an actress. I'm, I'm going to keep that. Right. 
I know a Ratna. That's <laughs> a pretty unsexy name. Did you call me? Pro <laughs> yeah, exactly. So anyway, Kirk Douglas is is seeing Hestra, who happens to work at the school. Hester. Hester. Oh yeah. Hester. Hest yeah, Hester. he's using he's using he's using her. And he kind of yeah. cares for her too, but yeah, you're, he's, he's mainly using her. <laughs> hey, he's not heartless; he's just conniving and manipulative. Like the scene where they're 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 in that the van, and they obviously had just had sex, and they're both next to each other. She goes, "Well, maybe I can help you out," and he just grabs her super tight. He goes, "Oh, you're so dumb! <laughs> you're just you're just you're just so dumb! <laughs> you're just you'll listen to anybody, won't you? <laughs> you can't do this. You, you'll get hurt." <laughs> My favorite part where I wish we were watching this live and and uh, and, and commenting on it was after she, after Hester dies helping her helping him break uh, the girl out. Right. Um, Gillian. Uh, they're in the bus and they're talking about oh I killed her, you know she would have done anything for me I I killed her, and then Gillian's asking him about oh you know about Robin and he says oh you know he his mother died during childbirth uh, I never married again. I said, why not? Well, I never met the right person. I said, what about Hester? It's <laughs> like, oh, you mean the you mean the woman I just had? I just got killed. <laughs> There's like that silence, and she, he he starts crying. I'm like, oh, it's too soon. Too soon. <laughs> Awkward. And let me you tell know, you, when what, she, the woman whose blood is on her hands, how come he didn't marry her? When she dies, too, it could be she couldn't die in a much more unbelievable way either i mean she gets hit by a car but i'm sorry she could have gotten out of the way i i'm well I, i'm convinced that she's not dead uh, he just assumed <laughs> oh she's dead he didn't bother to go over and maybe no. see if uh, perform cpr or anything like that she's like no one, well she just got hit by the car eh, time to no move one, on no one checked for a <laughs> pulse nobody has a, no no she went through the windshield she's a gunner she's done yeah she probably could have just stepped over you know, there can't, one, there can't you know, be that one, much. One step over and, and avoided that car. There, there couldn't have been that much damage to her head, considering how easy that glass broke in the windshield. <laughs> Snowball yeah, would have that shatter. Sure. Would you have married Hester if you hadn't killed her? <laughs> I had sex with her in the back of a van all the time. <laughs> Never oh yeah, else. she she's just a fucking she's like a uh, just a, a doormat for him. It's it's horrible. Yeah, it's, they really don't play up enough how much of a bastard he is for that too. Yeah. <laughs> I need well, when, your body. Well, when he calls, yeah, exactly. When he calls <laughs> her up, hey baby, I need you, baby. <laughs> I, I need, need your, your body. body. <laughs> and then she's like, oh, th that's right. That's that's the code when you call me. <laughs> You pretend to be a pervert. And then we go have sex in the back of a van. <laughs> because he is a pervert. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, I can hear you breathing. I, I need your body, baby. <laughs> Still oh. got it. <laughs> Can't you just like ask for pizza and I can say the wrong number? No, no. I'm going to breathe heavy in the phone for like a minute or two. <laughs> Do I have to believe that I'm just a pervert? <laughs> Uh, the days before caller ID. God, I think caller ID wasn't invented for another twenty years after this okay, movie. And, when, and then when when you when you breathe heavily and, and and tell me to lick the phone, that means that we're out of bread. Why do we have this complex system? <laughs> Can't you just tell me we need milk? Why do you gotta tell me to squeeze my boobies? 
Ah. All right. So anyway, moving on. <laughs> it is a funny film. I will say it, no, it is. It, this this would be perfect for a riff tracks or cinematic Titanic setting. And I also I also love watching people bleed. That's just awesome. Yeah. Oh, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I no, I was just going to essentially say that, well, we already said it because, you know, Hester dies, that Kirk Douglas and Amy Irving's character, uh, Jillian, they cross paths. Assumed. Assumed. Assumed dead. Assumed dead. Uh, they yeah. cross paths uh, because he needs her to lead him to, Ro- to his son, Robin. Right now, he knows he first finds out about her, and I need to underline this right now, because mm-hmm. they're because she's spotted by the skeevy-looking homeless guy digging through a garbage can at the beach, who is, the name of the character is, blah, blah, blah. I have it right here. Don't, 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 don't pressure me. Don't I have it. Dial. I fucking had it. Here it is. Is Raymond Dunwoody. That's right. And Raymond Dunwoody is played by William Finley, who is... Oh. The oh, Phantom. Yeah. Phantom of the Paradise. That's right. Well, Brian De Palma, I, they're buddies. Yeah, yeah, they used to work at the same uh, university together. Ooh, he just died last year. That sucks. Ah! Yeah. It's okay, he, he came back as, as the fat. Yeah, it's only 71. Way now, too young. Now, and and I, I hate looking the, at cause of death, too. What was it? Complications following surgery. Ugh. That's well, you heard cool. you heard about uh, what's her name the uh, the 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 sister from that seventy that seventy show. Yep. Yeah. She was a big Lisa. time alcoholic though. Well, she 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 died in her sleep in a rehab. They she don't have rehab. cause of they don't have cause of death yet. No, but no, but she died in her sleep in rehab. She was there for two weeks. I'm just saying. I'm not saying that's oh, why right. she died, but that's where she was. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, but what William Finley's character Raymond Dunwoody, he's apparently psychic too. But he's like homeless and straggly, and he he calls uh, Kirk Douglas to tell him, "I found a girl that can find your boy," because uh, apparently he's not able or willing to do it himself, something weird like that. And then Dunwoody drops out of the film entirely. Completely, you just uh, hear his name he, mentioned a couple of times. Yeah, and apparently he's he's a psychic that the the CIA is not willing to kill for, or or the agency <laughs> morgue. Uh, so so. Uh, I want to see that character in a movie. I want to see that story. I want to know how he became a homeless guy, or I want to see him like just get out of that. And that actually kind of leads to what 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 psychic film does that lead to? A homeless guy because of his psychic abilities. Come on, uh, uh, homeless guy because of his psychic abilities. Opening of the uh, beginning of the film. Another big director. Oh, you're making me sad. I'm drawing scanners. A blank. Scanners. Oh, right, right, right. The yeah, main character is was... homeless because he can't control his powers. Dude, mm-hmm. come on, I'm running circles around you here. It's... Wait, till you, wait, till, <laughs> wait, till, wait till you find out what my challenge is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Scanners was done uh, three years later. So they didn't actually try and take advantage of, uh, although Scanners was actually a more successful film, uh, they didn't try and take advantage of like this type of uh, genre of film and just push it out real quick. They actually took three years to make another film kind of like this. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, Scanners was a little bit less commercial, whereas this was a little more commercial. Also, this was based on a, a best-selling novel from a couple years ago, so they were writing the popularity of that book. Now, uh, now uh, the the novel, which was written by uh, John Ferris... It wasn't Philip never... K. Dick? <laughs> 
No, it wasn't Bill K. Dick. That's a joke. I know. Uh, mm. uh, it was written by him. Uh, he wrote the screenplay as well. And he wrote three other books in the Fury series. And uh, I can't find, uh, I couldn't find in my brief searching, a synopsis that explains how the, I want to know why the, how the book is different from the film. I know from reading a couple of descriptions and such that uh, supposedly, and I don't know if this is just like incorrect or not, in the book, he, the uh, Kirk Douglas character actually tries to kill his son. I don't know if that's incorrect or not. Also, there's a subplot from the film that, I, that they wisely got rid of because it would have taken too much extra time to try to explain and make plausible that the two are actually twins that were separated at birth. Oh. So that's why they have this psychic link and why they're so f- similar and the same age. And you, know you almost get, what? And you almost get the feeling they kind of cut it out because they go through the trouble of saying he's a boy your age, and they mentioned that his mother died when he, when he was born, things like that. So they, it's almost like they were setting it up, but they realized that they had to cut it out. Now, I wouldn't be surprised because De Palma and Lucas Spielberg, they're all great buddies. You know, they're all in, you know, they're all great friends. You really think Star- and Lucas are like in the same, in the same. No. Well, I'm, I'm getting to my point. Uh, okay. Like when Star Wars was, was made, when Star Wars was made, uh, Lucas showed it to Spielberg and De Palma and asked, you know, what they thought of it. That's how good, you know, friends they are. Now, the underlying subplot of Star Wars is that Luke and Leia are twins that are separated at birth. That you don't find out until, you know, a little later. But I wouldn't be surprised. This is just me guessing. Because De Palma and, and Lucas are good friends. That one of the reasons why De Palma avoided that was because it was a subplot that was going to happen. Because it didn't happen in the first film. You didn't find out until Empire uh, that they were brother and sister. Um, that that was something that was going to happen in uh, Lucas's movie, Empire Strikes Back. What's what's this look on your face? That's, that's a bit far-fetched. Isn't it? But it's doesn't bit, it makes it makes sense? No, it really doesn't. Listen, it, I'm it not really saying. But... Listen, I'm not saying he wasn't going to cut it out because it would be too difficult to explain and make plausible. But I also wouldn't be surprised if the reason why he didn't keep it in there was because it was the exact same subplot for Star Wars that his buddy Lucas was in the middle of making. Because because he was afraid that this uh, horror film would would be some kind of competition. For no. his sci-fi epic on a subplot level. No, not at all. Just the fact that he didn't want to kind of take a. I'm sorry, a, a, Joey. Like to have the same I, kind of subplot. I have to. I have to ring. I have to. Ring, I have. I have to call bullshit on this one. <laughs> uh, gotta call complete bullshit on this one. I don't know. Um, I think. I think half of everyone listening agrees with me. I. I think those numbers are way off, and I demand more polling. So uh, I think there's only one one thing we have to I, do then. It's a two-hour... We, we, two we have to film. interview Brian De Palma now. Okay, I'll, He I'll should be easy that. to get, right? And, well, gee, after after Mission to Mars? Yeah, I'm sure he is. Um, <laughs> or the Black Dahlia. Uh, I, never, I, I, can't, I can't bring myself to watch it. I can't. I can't. I don't... Um, <laughs> um, but, 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 but... It's a two-hour film. 
And yes. already, and and I think De Palma was like, hmm, subplot about twins, slow motion direction scene, subplot about Swint twins. I think my slow motion wins on this one. That's all. I think that's basically what happened. And considering that it's rated R, this really could have been a PG. If you cut out just a little bit of blood, just a little bit. Yeah, there was a lot of blood. You got people bleeding from the eyes, bleeding from the fingernails. You got people. Uh, come on. Been in like Orlin Dervish's spraying blood all over the place. As far as a horror film goes, it's pretty fucking tame. Well, today's. The MPAA is a little squidgy when it comes to blood. Uh, plus, we're shooting people. We got, you know, face shots, gut shots. I, I like. I like. <laughs> I like when his uh, girlfriend gets killed and he takes it all out on the jogger uh, secret agent. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just pumps round after round into his fucking jogging chest. Bam, bam, bam! <laughs> and then he turns and he's got his gun pointed at the girl. And again, it's like, just do it. Do it. Do it. We're already, we're already at the one hour mark. Come on. <laughs> hour and a half. I think hour and a half at that point. Jesus. God. It, it went on for, it felt it felt like it was longer than a two hour film. Uh, it just, it, it it just went on for, it went on for what felt like forever. Yeah, and, and you, don't, you, don't, you don't really see, uh, Andrew Stevens, the the actor, uh, who, who pretty much built his own little like uh, directed video movie empire after this, uh, you know, after his acting uh, kind of stuff. Yeah. During it. Yeah. Uh, but you you really don't see much of him until the last half hour of the film. After that opening, he's not in the picture until yeah, you very, start seeing flashbacks, and then when you finally do get to see him, he's just a a, a whiny brat. And an, yeah, he's an asshole. <laughs> Which I guess is what happens. Asshole. Which I guess is what happens when you take a happy kid, kill his father, uh, give him everything he wants, and then just mercilessly fuck with him. Right. And then have Uh, have uh, the the his the head scientist or or whoever the woman's like sleeping with him just to keep him happy. He's like, what is he supposed to be? Like seventeen, eighteen, and she's supposed to be in her. 30s or early 40s and she's just betting him I see nothing he wants wrong with to that. make me happy <laughs> <laughs> I, I see nothing wrong love. with that I don't, I don't know what you're talking about yeah I mean fucking uh, John Cassavetes he just, he just basically comes out and how does he make love <laughs> he wants to keep he wants to make how, me happy how is he in bed how is he in the sack how is he in the sack he's trying to shame her yeah um, oh, yeah, this, this is the part where Kirk Douglas he's like, oh, you're just so gullible and just dumb. <laughs> just, you're just a dummy. <laughs> You'll fall for anything. <laughs> I'll be waiting in a cab three blocks away. Everything's going to be fine. It's happening tomorrow. Tomorrow? Uh, yeah, I said tomorrow. <laughs> just make sure you got your A-game or you might die falling through the windshield of a cab. Now, now the film was the film was shot in Chicago. I'm only bringing this up because of the uh, since we talked about him being a brat. There was that scene where she takes him out for some fun, and she meets All some right. people at a bar, and he's like, "Who are you gonna screw first? <laughs> and then he gets angry, so, so he makes a roller he makes like a rolling coaster thing go too fast, and, and makes some more Arabs die. That I was gonna say, yeah, it's, it doesn't go for it doesn't go for anybody else. Uh, it just obviously that's the Palma. You know? Well, no, I, I, I would bet you anything that there's, there might be something in the in the book where subconsciously, because Arabs killed his father, <laughs> if if they were as as blatantly 
Arab as they were in the film. Uh, <laughs> that might have been a subconscious well, that thing too. that he struck out against that. Uh, I think that might be a possibility. What I find interesting, as far as like like a a, a a time capsule from the film, is that this whole scene with the roller coaster and stuff was filmed. In, it was called Old Chicago. It was this giant mall. It was the first inside roller coaster in a mall, indoor oh, roller coaster, wh- and the the whole thing was built. What? Sorry. Or was that a Ferris wheel or a Wonder Wheel or something like yeah, that? Yeah, one of those. Yeah, one of those. Yeah, like Tilt the World. It was a Tilt the World. Tilt the World. That's what it's called. Yeah. Uh, but it was. It was. Yeah, they also had a roller coaster and all this stuff, and uh, it was built in 1975. Uh, perfect timing. Yeah. Right. It was closed in 1980. Ooh. It was. It was. And it was completely, just, uh, you know, knocked to the ground, bulldozed over in 1986. So it, how does it, how does something it, like that go from being built to destroyed in such a short amount of time? 1975, and the economy just fucking tanked. And oh, and, and I right. think the, we had a, the, the real estate uh, depression in in the early 80s, where they were looking at double digit uh, interest rates. Like when when my parents bought our house uh, in Belleville oh. in 1981, I think it was like 20 percent or 18 percent. I didn't mean to get us on real estate. I didn't mean to get us. I apologize. No, I was no, I was just adding to your story. That's all. I know. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm kidding around. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, you're right. It was things were terrible in the early '80s, late '70s, early '80s. Yeah. Okay. Now it makes sense. I mean, how much do you think the real estate was on something like that? I mean, that's a big prime piece, and then. And well, you know, now that you, no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's a whole, really, whole different show. And and you can see. You can also see, you can see a lot of way De Palma liked it because the characters weren't like clear cut black and white. Uh, right. Again, Kirk Douglas is a scumbag for for using this girl. Uh, the the son he's trying to save is a complete douche nozzle. Uh, eventually, <laughs> the young girl we have the only thing only person we really have any sympathy for on a full level uh, is the women, uh, which is ironic because De Palma is one of those directors that is uh, notorious uh, notoriously hated by uh, a lot of critics and film and, and uh, women's groups for being anti-feminist or anti-woman right. or at being actually um, violent towards women because of films like Blowout and because of films like Sisters and stuff like that. Speaking and, of that, yes. the scene on now where Charles Durning is walking a dog with Jillian and he gave her ice cream <laughs> where, where her, 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 her nipples are showing right through her shirt. Oh, what's the line? He says one line. I was like, are you hitting on me, sir? <laughs> It's just yeah, he, I'm I'm looking at it now. She's not wearing a bra. She's not wearing a bra. He gives her ice cream. It's probably cold out. <laughs> it's like the Palma. You smart such, son of a bitch. He's such the predator. He's such the predator in that film. <laughs> in that scene. In that scene. It's like Charles. Right. You, you just you definitely just say, listen, just hop in my car. We're gonna go away for a weekend, and then you know we'll we'll help you tame these power these uh, things. Yeah. De Palma probably single-handedly introduced Amy Irving to Steven Spielberg, his buddy. He sold her. He sold her to Spielberg. <laughs> That's what he it did. Was, it was fair barter. It was barter and trade, sir. That's <laughs> how things are done in, the, in, the, in the big Hollywood. But Spielberg was smart. He didn't put her in, in any of his films, even when they were married. Yeah. Probably couldn't handle her. This, this bitch wants to be in Temple of Doom? I don't fucking think so. <laughs> now, now Castavetes, as Childress, as the bad guy... Yeah. Uh, really, really demanded much more screen time than he got. 
I, and, and I think that was just from one director to the other. De Palma was... Because Cassavetes was also an actor as well as a director. And he did he was good at both. Oh, um, sure. I think De Palma was just... Had him in the film. He probably envisioned the, the part for him. And well, brought him... And, you know, Cassavetes... Yeah, and I would also be surprised if Cassavetes throughout the entire film, him and De Palma were, you know... You know, we're, we're buddies as well, and it's just... I wouldn't be surprised if Cassavetes and De Palma talked about maybe how to shoot a scene, because he knew that Cassavetes was a, a, a seasoned veteran as far as a, a director went. All of, this beso- all of this aside, though, you've got the... the, the uh, I'm just going to take a five-minute nap. Wake me up when... Uh, you have this. You have the 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 uh, orchestrator of this grand conspiracy and, and right. just just this secret organization that like you know nobody knows exists, uh, at least on the on the surface. Morg, I forget. Uh, they don't even say what Morg stands for in the film. M O R G. Right. I had I had I had it here somewhere. Uh, oh, here it is. M- Multiphasic Operations Research Group. God. It's yes. A long acronym so, for and, such four and letters. Not, and not only that, but he has a dead arm. Because Kirk Douglas shot at him after he survived. Oh yeah, I love it. it was, <laughs> fucking Kirk Douglas, he's in the car with the two cops, and he's talking about Childress. He goes, "I shot him in the arm. I killed it. <laughs> How's your arm, Childress?" <laughs> now, Kirk Douglas is in the film way too much, and Childress is in the film enough. My, I mean, the best for me. The only part where I was like, "Yay!" was when Kirk Douglas is captured, uh, right. trying to sneak into the the, the fortress or, or you know mansion where his son's being kept with the girl, and they bring him in, and he's like, "Walks like, hey, how you doing, children? I thought I'd come by and see you. What's up? How you doing?" Sits down all casual like, and then literally just there's like a, a lull, and he just leaps over the, the coffee table, and starts strangling him. <laughs> And you know they rehearsed that scene, too, because Douglas, he's probably like, listen, I'm going to leap over the table. This is kind of what I'm going to do. Just be prepared. <laughs> Wait, are you, are, you saying they, are you saying they rehearsed these things before they filmed? I think they might have done that. I Maybe don't know. just for that scene. I'm not sure. I don't, I don't know. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't. And <laughs> it, fucking, he, <laughs> just, he broke fucking, <laughs> he broke Cassavetti's arm and they had to write it into the movie. <laughs> Asshole! <laughs> you fucking dick! <laughs> like a sixty-one-year-old Kirk Douglas, stop your bitch! Stop your fucking crying! Get up! Walk it off! Walk it off! <laughs> it's like the first scene they did. It's like fuck! Now I got to be my arm in a sling the whole movie. <laughs> but it, it, it just sucks. I mean, it, it just sucks that in the beginning of the film, in the first five minutes, you set up this great, uh, like, lo- like man-on-man. Lo- not in that way. Love affair. This kind of strong bond relationship. Sure, he loved that... his son. That's what they were no, really no, no. trying to get no, across in the no, scene. No, no, I'm talking about Kirk Douglas and Cassavetes. At the beginning, there's just, there's these close friends, this long time relationship, and it's torn apart when Cassavetes betrays them. So there's this, you still have this love hate thing going between the two of them, and it really that one scene, uh, you've got two consummate actors together, uh, Douglas and Cassavetes. In that one scene, they really just show that just the, the combination of it's good to see you, and I'm gonna fucking kill you now, and it's, <laughs> and I wish the film had more of that because that's you see that and you're like, okay, so why am I watching this girl cry and 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 this young guy be a dick for like an hour and a half when this is what I want to see? Right. Of course, it, it's a right. different film, 
but that you know it's one of the shortfalls is you get that little taste of it of like oh this is what I could have been watching for an hour and a half true. not just you Very know true. not just people twitching <laughs> convulsing bleeding out of their fingernails <laughs> when fucking Julian grabs your hand although Charles Durning that guy he's got the scene is actually they're showing him when she grabs his hand he just gets a mm-hmm. little blood out of his hand the fucking girl at the table where they're sharing the fucking breakfast, <laughs> blood is pouring out of her fingernails, just shooting out of her nails. And it's her like, eyes, what and the her ears, fuck? And, and her, her ears. Oh, yeah. She fucking goes My into a coma. Is the, is after that whole scene where the, where the woman collapses, blood pouring out of every orifice and, and like her fingernails and shit, they cut to uh, uh, Gillian, like, like uh, drugged in her bed, and right. Cassavetes and... And... and, uh, and uh, my Durning. mind is just. Thank you, Durning. Are watching, looking in the bedroom door, and Durning the brackets like uh, the doctor's very hopeful. They said you know she might even regain consciousness. <laughs> you said she was nothing like Robin. What's up with that shit? <laughs> but it was it was like just purely comical the way he said it too. Like full, his voice full of hope. It's like oh they, she, she she might even come out of the coma. It's great. I don't it's a think scene he... you'd see in a Naked Gun film. Like, that's how the delivery would have went. <laughs> Fucking Leslie Nielsen. Yeah, she might even might even get consciousness later on today. I've just, I've just, I've just been re-watching the old police academies. Uh, excuse me, police squads. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. I mean, as far as psychic psychic people goes, uh, horror films go, uh, again, the, the only problem with the film is, is you've got De Palma filming it, so De Palma is more interested in the scenes than the whole. So each sequence, uh, that's like the street sequence when when Kirk Douglas is trying to escape the hotel after uh, after being found. Uh, the sequence where the girl escapes. These are like it's De Palma filming grand sequences. Like oh, this is how this is gonna look. And there's a lot of that De Palma thing. Where, okay, like you can tell he thought of it ahead. It's like. Now the camera's going to spin 360 degrees for this. Now the camera's going to long, slow pan. It's it's all camera moves and visuals, and he's so focused on these individual scenes. Uh, I, I I read a couple review. I think uh, an Ebert review I read on this where he praised right. him, saying, "Oh, when the, when the, when the girl when the uh, the girl and the boy have their psychic fits, that's when De Palma shines, and that's when it all comes out." There, I really don't feel that way. I, I think De Palma loved. Just like the uh, your your the the scenes where you had to build your uh, it, it, like orchestrate it. He liked orchestrating right. these scenes, but when it came down to like the horror parts, I felt it, he was just again mark it was just marketing. It was just pandering. Uh, I I don't think there was any true love for the for the for uh, whatever he was filming there. It was just get it on film. I, I saw De Palma, you, you know you know meticulously sculpting when it was just shit like. You know, now, now she runs out of the building, and we're going to do this for five minutes. And and I agree with all of that, but, but also, but when your best friends are George Lucas and Spielberg, and they have back to back years of two of the biggest films ever created, I bet De Palma has a little healthy competition going on, saying, "I need this needs to be bigger, needs to be better, this needs to be." You know something no one's ever seen before, or if, if they've seen it, it's got to be done in such a way that they're going to remember it. Well, without without invoking you know? those other other directors' names, how about just ooh, I did Carrie and everyone loved it, but it didn't do that well in the box office. I need a bigger hit. That's that too. enough motivation. Yeah. So that again, too. again, that's what all, all I'm saying is that 
in the reviews I've read where they were like Ebert's review where he says that those are the best parts of the film were the psychic I, I think the psychic parts of the film are the weakest parts just because it's so typical and I mean there's not much you can do filming blood coming out of people especially when you're trying not to show enough of it where they're not they're going to make you cut it some more right so I mean when when you got your bad guy bleeding from the eyes at the end give me some more of the bleeding eyes don't have him turn away from the camera for like most of that scene uh, you know that that uh, that camera's got to be up in his face, bleeding it, free from the eyes. Well, they spent you know, their John... entire budget on that uh, explosion. Ooh, yeah, that was a good explosion too. It was good too, and my favorite part of that, even as a kid, was when Man. when she kills Cassavetes, and she just he oh. basically explodes. Um, um, um uh, spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! <laughs> well, we were talking about blood coming out of his eyes. I think they. We're expecting him to be dead. Oh, I, uh, I, I can't assume that, but go ahead. Of course. Well, anyway, when he does finally explode, you see his head slowly mm-hmm. like fall to the ground. And it's to this day, it's like I, when I rewatch it, I'm like, that's still a cool scene. That's still fun to watch. And I, I think of it as the Jackie Chan effect. Uh, you can tell when they filmed it that they had like 20 cameras pointing at it because we only get one shot at this, people. So even though he cuts it together real quick... They show it from every angle, like explode over and over again. So it's like right. when you watch Jackie Chan and he does a really dangerous stunt and he filmed it from five different angles. They show it like five times over from each angle. It's like, we're not going to edit the scatter. Watch it happen five times over from different angles because that's how <laughs> awesome this is. Don't they and, show Cassavetes convulsing in the trailer anyway? Uh, they should, That two and a half minute trailer pretty much has the whole film in it. it There's is. not much. Oh, it's got everything but the slow motion. I know the TV spot that they have. Uh, I, I have the TV spot. We didn't play it because we opted to do the trailer instead. Not only do they show uh, Cassavetes convulsing, but they show him explode in the 30-second TV spot. They oh, show the, yeah. the, the, the last scene of the movie in the 30-second TV spot. You got you to love it. You got to love it. It's crazy. Bastards. It's absolute craziness. Ah. Uh, I, mean, I, I don't have too much for the, much to add nah. on the film. Uh, a lot of people that uh, review the film, they, they go a lot into uh, uh, a lot into, into the actresses like Carrie Snodgrass and, and Amy Irving. <laughs> and, uh, but uh, Snodgrass, apologize. Snodgrass. Well, I'm not really that interested in their careers. I, I, now, I think, um, who was it? Was it Amy Irving? Was, was she the one that was in uh, Carrie 2? Yeah, she was. She was in Carrie as well. She was in the second one. Yeah, she was in the. She was in Carrie. She was in Carrie. She, she was Carrie also well. in the second one as well. Right. Uh, but a, the other she was one, one of the but, teachers. She she had a small part in the movie. Right now, Carrie Snodgrass though, she uh, had been in some early films that had gotten a lot of critical acclaim, like Rabbit Run, and she left film. This was a big comeback film for her, uh, if I'm correct. Uh, yeah, because she left film to marry uh, Neil Young. Who oh. was the, who was the, uh, or or be with Neil Young? I'm not sure if they actually got married, because uh, she had a son with him. Okay. So there was a big. She kind of left the industry to do that, and then came back later. So this was her like return, to to film as it was. She died in 2004. Boo! 58, 58 years old. <laughs> I, f- I feel old enough when I'm watching films like this. I'm like, oh look, that's that's uh, Dennis Franz. Man, he looked young back then. Oh. <laughs> Heart failure, liver failure. Ooh. 
heart and how liver she, failure. How old is she? 58. You're not allowed to read me these anymore. You're not allowed to tell me the actors are dead. You're not. You're not. I'm turning 40 this year, and I don't need to be reminded about uh, uh, how, how horrible uh, actors have died that I just watched this evening. Thank you very much, sir. Hospitalized at the University of California Medicare no. Center in no. Los Angeles. She succumbed to heart failure while awaiting a liver transplant. No. Bad. Her son was at her side when she died. Neil Young wasn't there. Douchebag. He's busy. <laughs> yeah, singing out of key. Hey, 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 leave Neil, leave Neil out of this. Fuck him. Um, what, what do you think about the film as far as the rating goes? It's right now at 6.1 on IMDb. I've got 6.3. Oh, really? Yeah, refresh uh, your screen. 6.3. Look at that. It went ah. up. In the time that we started the show, it's gone up 0.2. Uh, I'm totally fine with keeping it at 6. Um, yeah. I think 5 is a I little low for it, because I do think it does have some, some good elements in it, uh, some good directing, but it's definitely not worth more than a 6, in my opinion. I, I yeah, I would only go seven if the uh, horrifying scenes were the scene for those who like shocking. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, the, the, one of the big scenes they have is, is the uh, tilt-to-whirl right. accident. And that is like the most unhorrifying, comical death I've ever seen. Yeah. You, you could actually just put a laugh track in there and you'd believe it was filmed to be a comedy. It didn't really uh, sell it. What's, so I, I, would, I, I would go... What? What's disconcerting about that scene with the tilt-a-whirl is that's all it takes to loosen up one of those things is one little bolt. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think so. I, I so it, it's a long threaded uh, bolt with a nut at the yes. end, and all he did was loosen up that nut, and then <laughs> right across the fucking mall. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I, 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 I don't need to be thinking about shit like that. I've seen better amusement park deaths in films from that time period. So yeah, I, I would. Have, and, and when he when he makes starts when he levitates the doctor because he's he's done using her, I can hurt you without touching you. I'm done with you. I don't love you anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he he levitates her and starts spinning her. I want to see like her spinning like a top, and I want to see bits of flesh and blood spraying everywhere. I don't. I just don't want it to cut away and everything gets smoky because of. of uh, because a dinner tray fell in the fireplace. It reminds that. me of that uh, that fucking crazy arm thing that you would hook up your hose to in the backyard. What? <laughs> you never had one of those when you were a kid? No. Did it shoot blood? It shot water, but okay. it would spin in a circle, and it was like an octopus. It had like eight arms, and just water oh, would shoot out of those things. Uh, yeah, I remember that. Too. Him yeah. spinning around that room kind of reminded me of that. <laughs> hey, again, I saw this when I was a kid. All right. And I, I'm not, and I I'm not saying I'm, uh, you know, I'm all there. Oh, that <laughs> none of us said that, sir. Uh -huh. uh, yeah, I'd agree with the six stars for the Fury. All right. And that you know what I wanted? Uh, what I what I wanted uh, is when when um, when Gillian slips and accidentally grabs Charles Durning's hand. Yeah. I, I just wanted her like to just like to pull like a sh uh, a shining, not a shining, a uh, a dead zone on her on him. Oh. They're gonna, they're gonna take you into the desert. They'll all have roller skates. Don't go. 
Kathleen Turner's going to talk you into it. Don't do it. <laughs> and yeah, and it, what's what's interesting is Durning and De Palma. You know, they were all buddies and all that stuff. Cassavetes. Uh, the scene in Scarface in the very opening of the film, where mm-hmm. the the one police officer is talking to Pacino, it's Charles Durning's voice, but there's a different actor. And it always bugged me when I was a kid. And now it makes sense, you know, looking back at all this, that you know, he probably called in a favor from Durning. He's like, listen, the audio got all fucked up. Because, uh, like you said, he's like, I was fucking planning the scene too much. I fucked it up. <laughs> Can you do some voiceover work for me? And Durning's like, yeah, sure. Just in, in three years from now, just make sure I don't do that Solar Baby movie. <laughs> just help me. And he fucked him. And he fucked him. He, he fucked him in the ass. Yeah, it's, it's kind of weird. Kirk Douglas, the he called him in what? for a favor and said, hey, you want to be in this movie I'm in with Burt Lancaster? We're two old guys that rob trains. And <laughs> we get out of jail 30 years later. <laughs> want to be in that movie? Darning's like, yeah, sure. <laughs> I did Tootsie. Fuck it, let's do it. Why not? Uh, I'm checking the demographics. It's weird. The demographics for this film are right across the board. Uh, oh, really? All male, female, under, over... Like everybody across the board is right around six. Okay. Every, like everybody uh, kind of feels the same way about it. Uh, it's 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 just a, it's just a middle of the road film. It's not bad, yeah, but it's just, just not good. Yeah, slightly above average. Not really. Yeah, not really anybody passionate about it. The, only six percent of people gave it a ten. Only one percent gave it a one. Fifty uh, percent of fifty percent of voters gave it a seven or a six. It's just. Yeah, and and the last few films that we've uh, we've rated on IMDb of they haven't had this only has sixty three hundred reviews, or for mm-hmm. sixty three hundred people, it's not a lot by any standard. No, p- people tend to only go to the big ones. Now the it seems the movie that way. I'm the movie I'm going to challenge you to. Uh huh. <laughs> now, I'm not going. Am with... I even going to guess this? No, but you, maybe. I'm okay. not even gonna. I'm not even thinking about giving you the wraith. Sorry. I know you wanted to do that, but okay. it's just it's just not it's a something good I want to do. It's something I want to do at some point, though. I I'm watching a film about psychic killers and the government trying to use psychics as weapons, and I'm like, how do I not use that as my theme for to transfer over? Uh, now, do I go with the government angle or do I stick with the psychic killer angle? What's the deal? Now, we've already done Dreamscape. Right? right. Yes. So, And there's the government training psychics to be killers. We can't use that. I can... Now... I, now what? No, yeah. okay. Bef- I just don't want you to give the movie away. I want you to give me I'm a not. chance because last week I yeah, said... Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, no, believe okay. me, I'm not. Right. I'm not going to. I'm, okay. I'm going through the other ones that I wanted to ch- challenge you to. And then I'm thinking, okay, uh, obviously, the Palma did carry another psychic thing. Am I going to take a cheap dive like that? Of course I'm not. Now, I could take a sidestep and go, okay, Stephen King film, psychics, government, but let's go Firestarter. There's some great uh, stuff there. Oh, uh, yeah. Drew Barrymore. Yeah. Drew Barrymore. Yeah. Uh, a, a beautiful George C. Scott role. Mm hmm. That's and another film I watched uh, religiously as a kid. <laughs> yeah, again, never cared for it. Uh, but you know what? It's just still a little bit too close to home. I need, I need to take a step out there. Now, I could go the other way. Psychics, let's go Vibes with uh, Jeff Goldblum and uh, Cindy Lauper. I want to stop you right there. 
Okay. Last week's show, uh, when I challenged you to the Fury, I said yeah. there was a film that I would have challenged you if you had challenged this to me, and that was and that vibes. was that that was going to be vibes. That's the it's the best psychic adventure comedy that Jeff Goldblum and Cindy Lauper ever started together. It's just <laughs> good, but I wanted something a little bit more obscure. Okay. So we're going with, and here's 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 a. It's not only is it a film about a psychic killer. It was also released the same year as the Fury, nineteen seventy-eight. Yes. Okay. Can I get a hint? Other like maybe. I just gave you a hint. It's a psychic no, killer well, film, nineteen seventy-eight. Come on, what more do you want? I'd be embarrassed if you gave me an actor and I still couldn't guess it. Uh, <laughs> there are no name actors in this, really. Oh man! All right, so it's obviously super low budget. Super low um, budget. I'm it's double probably, checking in case I'm wrong, but I, I'm pretty sure there's nobody. I don't think there are any actors named here. Film. Yeah, I, I don't see any names here that you would actually get if I gave it to you. Um, I'm double checking. Is this something I probably have seen? Uh, it's something you possibly have seen. I don't okay. know if you have. It's a possibility. Um, God, I'm just no. I, I nothing is coming to mind. I know when you tell me. I'll probably say, a, why didn't I guess right. that? How about this? It's not an American film. Okay. I was thinking in my head it probably was going to be not an American film. Oh, For yeah, some really? reason. For some reason. Yes. I'm, I'm sending that to you psychically. I'm going to tell you what the film is psychically, Joe. You have to read my mind. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> Don't make your camera shake. It's creeping me out. <laughs> oh. Did you get it? I was watch I was watching Kung Pao the other day, and there's no, that scene. I was scene. not thinking about Kung Pao at all. <laughs> well, the scene where, where you did with your neck, where he, oh, he yeah. fights all the guys, and he has he has the the eyeballs on his fingers, and, he's, and then he finally pops a jugular. <laughs> Good movie. Definitely watch that out there. Uh, I don't know. Tell me, Patrick. No idea. I've never heard I of that. 1978 Aussie film about a comatose patient who is also a homicidal maniac. He's in a coma, yet he can kill. Yes, he spends the entire film in a coma with his eyes wide open, which normally doesn't happen. And he also, and, and in this coma state, he uh, kills people and does other kind of horrible, wacky shit. Not that I, uh, you know, not that I'm double checking, but I just wanted to make sure that it was released in the U.S. theatrically, and it was. It doesn't matter. September seventh oh, of seventy nine. Hey. It was released theatrically it, in the U.S. Our our, our the, the rule has never been if it was film it was theatrically released in the U.S. Only that it was theatrically theatrically released. But yes, it was released in the U.S. because I remember it being in the theaters. I thought it had to be the U.S. No, it just had to be in theaters. But it, it fills the requirement anyway, in, in either case. Okay. But yeah, no, they, they showed this in America. I remember the trailers. It was on cable when I was a kid, too. So I had vague memory of this film. I haven't watched it since then. So I, it's be a first time for me. And this film is available on YouTube, uh, the, the full film for free. Mm -hmm. Oh, so it is? Easy, oh, good. Because yeah, yes. I was going to ask you if it was available. So it's an, yeah, it's an easy catch. Oh. 
the and director. I'm feeling more conf- and I'm feeling more confident about our us doing our live stream shows, talking over the movies, and uh, posting them on YouTube because there are a lot of full films on YouTube that aren't obscure, but just nobody cares about the copyrights. Right. So they don't yank them down. Patrick is one of those. I'm sure somebody owns the rights somewhere, but they they haven't contacted YouTube to worry about people watching it, so it's there. So I'm I'm feeling really good about this. I think we should do it. And uh, I want to talk to you for a minute on the show before we stop. I don't want to take too much time, but I'm on the the uh, monster. I'm on the movie sucktastic Facebook page right now. Okay. And I'm clicking on the button for polls, and I want some movies that we can poll people. Uh, wow, we still have the poll here for what film would you choose for Bad Movie Day? Is that from two years ago? Yeah, this has been. <laughs> so we haven't done a poll in a while. No. So I'm gonna. Well, we have the we have the the poll that or the install the app to do it. So. Right. So I'm 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 clicking the. Uh, would you like the Would you like to access your likes? Uh, whatever. Come on. Just. I hit OK on this and it's freezing up. It won't let me do anything. Motherfucker. <laughs> Motherfucker! I try to do one goddamn thing. All I wanted to discuss on the show now to kind of start pre-hyping this, and uh, also we were discussing the possibility that if it goes well, even doing alternating shows where one shows a movie review and the other show is uh, a movie commentary, kind of mixing okay. it up a bit. And, I, and if it goes well, I like that idea. I think it's a worthwhile idea. No, but I think any it should be fine. If I can get this goddamn poll thing to load properly, I think I broke Facebook. You broke if it. You, if you can't get on Facebook tonight, people, I broke Facebook. Motherfucker. You bastard. Ah, uh, come That's on, come on. Scott, always breaking the Facebook. Create a poll. Would you like to access your likes? Yes. And then it doesn't do anything. <laughs> this is All right, always I'm fucking something. Later. Yeah, we'll so anyway... <laughs> Uh, did you, uh, I, I have a couple suggestions for movies I would like to do our first movie sarcastic uh, um, live commentary on. Right. And, and my, my again, my two favorites uh, at the top of my head are Jim Cotta. Jim Cotta. And Treasure the Four Crowns. Yeah. Uh, now, good choices. Now, now my, my, I really am leaning towards Treasure the Four Crowns because that's not available anywhere. I got a copy. No, but I mean, it's not on DVD. It's not. You can't live stream it from someplace. People, you know, it's not for sale. No one's got this movie. This movie's not in wide release. So, a lot of people will be watching this for the first time. And it's such a low budget piece of shit film because no one wants to put it up. I think it'll have a nice long life on YouTube. So, I would like to uh, do that. Obviously, I want to do Child Bride, but that can't be the first one. We can't start off with Child Bride. No, that's something we do a few episodes in. You yes. don't start off with that one. People aren't going to oh, like us. They're not going to oh. like that one. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, I mean, how about we could do a Howard the Duck? I mean, that's... Ooh, that, I don't know, though. That's, that's a, bit, it's a big name. That's a big name. Uh, I, want, I think I people wanna... will tune in for it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I want to. I want to start off with films that, again, are aren't like totally like. like no, we're not doing like nineteen forties or nineteen twenties, whatever. Oh, yeah. Silent oh, I films. I get that. I don't want to do recent stuff. 
I want to try to keep it uh, around the 70s and 80s and keep it to stuff that's not something like like Megaforce, something you wouldn't think of off the top of your head. But then like, oh, oh, that thing. Yeah, I remember that. That kind of thing. You. Like these, those like second tier films that you remember from the days of video rentals, but the ones that aren't on Netflix streaming at this point. So you want to do like Space Hunter? Space Hunter is a good choice. Yeah, stuff stuff you like know, that. That second like tier that. stuff. Yeah, Space Hunter. Uh, you know, yeah. Again, I, I would really love to do uh, Shopping Mall. Personal Shopping favorite. Mall. Nice. Shopping Mall is a personal favorite. And I, uh, and Facebook hates me, so I may have to do that later. <laughs> Fucker. I mean, I'd say something like like Troll Two, you know, but that's oh, been see, that's- so overdone. Yeah, I mean that's like saying, oh, let's do, uh, you know, uh, Plan Nine from Outer Space or Manos, which you know is kind of like sacred territory. I wouldn't tread right, on that. Or, or let's do but, the Room. You know, it's been done. Yeah, I mean, that. there's stuff. Everybody's been, you know, I want something that like doesn't normally come up in conversation, but is still cringeworthy. I got gotcha. you. Even something like more popular as far as a decent, you know, film people like From Beyond. That's not a bad movie per se, but. It's it's pretty. You can definitely talk through that. I wouldn't mind doing that Texas Chainsaw, uh, the A New Beginning, the one we watched for. No. Oh sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, New Beginning. That's one. I mean, that's a great one. There's a lot of good horror films, but I, I think starting off with a nineteen seventies Italian exploitation three D Indiana Jones ripoff is a good start. Yeah. <laughs> how about uh, like if you want to go obscure? How about a film like uh what was it? Um, was it Target? Gotcha. 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 I mean, that's no one's ever heard of that one. I mean, maybe in our age bracket, you might get someone that maybe might have heard of that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's you know? cool. That's kind of cool too. But again, I'm I'm, I'm thinking, yeah, that that's or what that's, was the other one? Was it called Tag? Tag the assassination the, game. That was the one with uh, which one had. Um, we had this conversation a couple episodes we, ago. We did. Think. Yes, we did. Which one, which one had What's-His-Face in it from Revenge of the Nerds? I think that's Tag. I could what be wrong. Tag? Here, I'll they, look it up. <laughs> they, blur, they all blur together. They really do. But yes, you, our, our, our film is Patrick. Look at Patrick. <laughs> I guess I'll have to watch it on YouTube. Uh, yeah, just I would because that. I doubt it's available any other way. I have a copy of it. Do you? <laughs> yeah, of course I do. But uh, um, I, but I'll, you didn't I'll have a copy of the Fury. No, I didn't, and that was a bitch to get too. Thank you for lending me your copy. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, I thought that'd be easier. Uh, but no, I, I do have a I do have a copy of Patrick, so I, I'm all I'm all okay. game. But you can watch it on YouTube. I'm going to post it on our our uh, Facebook page and t- Tumblr and everything, so everyone can watch it. Uh, who knows? Maybe we'll do a live streaming with that. No, we we want we want to promote the live streaming in advance. But th- but Patrick, this is exactly the kind of film I want to do live streaming. Right. Oh yeah. Oh, sure. Well, Anthony and, Edwards was in Gotcha. Okay. And, and uh, once we get if if we start doing them biweekly, I wouldn't mind going back and doing older episode reviews. Like go back oh. and do. Yeah. Like sure, movies we that we've reviewed. Sure. Oh yeah, that fit the bill. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Oh fuck. 
just looking at our list of of films uh just if i just did a kind of russian roulette of our of our podcasts first one that comes up the devil and max devlin i think that would be i think that would be a fun <laughs> yes. one <laughs> it's a disney film though so it's harder to get bo- keep up on youtube for any any, any uh period that's of time. true too that's but I'd still too. be willing to do it. That's definitely a good one. And let's be fair. Cool as uh, ice. All of, <laughs> all, of Disney, all of Disney's live action films from that time period suck. Yeah. They're all horrible. How about, how about a JD's Revenge? Wow. <laughs> that, that could get dicey. Um, Come on. I would love to do the Black Hole. Oh. <laughs> That's, maybe, uh, maybe we won't fall asleep. <laughs> Everyone else will. We'll have to make sure the films we do are under two hours. Fucking black holes. Two hours and what? Twenty minutes? Jesus oh, Christ, Disney! The fuck's something wrong with agonizing. you? Yeah, kids will like it. And while <laughs> yeah. we're at it, let's, let's let's kill Anthony. Let's kill Anthony Hop- Anthony Perkins with a with a blender. Yeah, kids will like it. <laughs> yeah, Ernest Borgnine. Kids really like that guy. What? I'm gonna make him fall in love with a robot, then crush it. Kids will like it. <laughs> Disney. You rat fuck you. <sighs> is that, hold on. I'm, I'm just double checking now. It, uh, the ride oh, is actually in the, the that scene in the Holy Fury. It's it's called the Paratroop or Paratroopa. Instead of Tilt a Whirl in uh Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm, oh, lo- dude, I'm looking at it. I, all right, hold on. Guess guess the black hole when we watched it, right? Yeah. What's the running time on the black hole? Off your memory. Don't look it up. I, I thought it was somewhere around two hours and 20 minutes. It's like two hours, 20, two and a half, right? Yeah. 98 minutes. No, no way. <laughs> That's what it said, 98 minutes. Did I have some sort of like weird director's cut? Because it felt like, it felt way longer than that. I It was like a three hour, it, it felt like three hours. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. I, I, we both kept falling asleep and like waking because we we had we a kept bad waking each night. other up. That was the first bad movie night, right? It was the very first one. Yeah, everyone we had gone home. It was just you and I. I think you crashed at the you crashed that night, and we're watching it. And I fall asleep, and I just feel someone nudge my arm. Don't you fall asleep on me? And then, and then I did the same thing because because we we did um we did Alone in the Dark as a pre as a, as a warm up. Yep. And then we did Jim Cotta. And halfway through Gymkata, people kept asking us if we had to watch the whole thing. And then everyone kind of left before we could start Black Hole. So it was just you and me watching Black Hole. <laughs> That's right. Uh, the, one of the first words uttered during Gymkata was, are you guys serious? <laughs> my, my, my favorite part of that is still when somebody said, so when does the game actually begin? <laughs> uh, uh, it, it like about fifteen minutes ago. Where this is the game right now? <laughs> you yeah. can't you tell? Just oh, uh, so to clarify, so there good. there is no director's cut of the black hole. It is a ninety-eight <laughs> minute film. <laughs> that is the only available cut that they've ever had for the movie. All right, now we have to do it because that's hilarious. <laughs> Fucking twenty million dollar budget on that nineteen seventy nine. Holy shit! Oh. Oh God! What a horrible fuck! <laughs> we're doing it. I, I don't care if it doesn't make it on YouTube. We're doing that one. <laughs> okay. People go watch it on live stream. That's fucking yeah, awesome. Even yeah, even if it's for the only only for the one night. Absolutely. Oh, the black hole. 
98 minutes. <laughs> uh, okay, so. Yes. You gave me uh, my movie challenge. Patrick. We reviewed The Fury. Let's check. Anything else before we call it a call it a uh, night? No, I think that's it. I, th- I think we've, we've, we've fulfilled our responsibilities as hosts of a film review podcast. Beautiful deal. So let's let's end the show then. Uh, all right, everybody. Thank you for joining us for episode 119 of Movie Sucktastic. You can download all of our episodes at our website, moviesucktastic.com. You can watch our live stream there. As a matter of fact, you can also, if you have a tablet... Uh, or even your smartphone. I just found out that live stream will broadcast, but only when we're live, which is the weirdest thing. You can't go to you can't go to our website or livestream.com/moviesucktastic and watch our shows there once they've aired, but you can watch them when we're doing it live, which is kind of neat. You can also go to iTunes and you can download all of our podcasts there. You can leave us reviews. You can. Call our hotline at 908-514-4470. You can leave us email at themovieguys at moviesucktastic.com. You can go to our Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash moviesucktastic. You can go to our Tumblr, moviesucktastic.tumblr.com. Is that right? Yes. I haven't done this. I haven't done it since a week. Uh, We're going to record that so you don't have to do it anymore. Don't worry about it. Yeah, no, tell me about it. Because one of them is Tumblr. or moviesucktastic.tumblr.pod or some shit like that. Movie pod. I apologize. I apologize. Yes, we'll we'll get that right. So I believe it is moviesucktastic.tumblr.com and facebook.com slash movie MST pod. Some shit like that. Something like that. Just Google it and shut the fuck up. Yeah. Anyway, all right, everybody. You have any wisdom? Bella Lagosa. Bella Lagosa. Bella Lagosa. Oh, uh, she she can fit a whole. I can fit a whole can of tuna in my mouth. <laughs> and we'll leave it at that. We'll talk to you next week.